Long ago, at the beginning of it all, there were two siblings, alone in all existence, save for one another. Over countless aeons, they quarreled and bickered, as siblings do. Their frustrations ebbed and flowed, never fully yielding. If you asked either, they would say they had nothing in common. The pair were true opposites, two ends of infinite spectrums that are sometimes best defined in opposition to or in absence of the other. But the truth of it was that they were alike in their need for companionship. An excerpt from the holy text, The Two's First Life, a translation to Sismari for the illustrious Atheum. Welcome to Reckless Attack. We are 5th edition actual play. No, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. I came in with a lot of heat and I still fucked it up. Damn it. (laughs) I was like full on with it. And then I all of a sudden was like, wait, hold on. Yep. That was also my experience. And I was the one saying it. So sir, are out of order. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I am your dungeon master, Nathan. Thank you for joining us here on a lovely episode of Reckless Attack. A fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. I am super excited to be around the table here this evening with all of the excellent, excellent players. I was trying to come up with another word. My brain's like, <laughs> there <laughs> are no other words. Yeah. Hey, we're fool. just all excellent. That's great. You are just doubly excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first excellent person that I think should introduce himself should be. Hi, everyone. I'm David and I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. And I have in front of me a lovely lemon beverage. For this. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah. excellent. 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 Can I just squared. Please pause a moment to put you in my brain as my husband yep. across the table gestures same. across the table and says something lovely same. and then then 100% same. a lemon yeah. beverage. 100% same. My something. beautiful, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> sensitive lemon That's beverage. Right. My, my, my partner. Yes. 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 My only, my one desire in life. Yes. This lemon beverage. Oh. <laughs> who, I, who I share something yes. special with. Yes. The lemon beverage. No, <laughs> so I thought the uh, 100% same thing. I'm just mentally prepared to introduce myself. <laughs> he didn't even gesture yeah. really. Yeah. He like almost surrounded the beverage yeah. with his arms. And across the table from me. Which way? You didn't say. There's multiple people. As I gesture, Are you gesturing at me as I, as I gesture. Oh, I have a loving beverage. I'm playing. <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> well, hello. I'm Sophie. And I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana Domain. And I'm just ruined. <laughs> ruined by a lemon beverage. Yep. <laughs> Much like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I already forgot what oh, God, ruined no, you that time. Oh, God, the sticky bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Help. Oh, no. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the grown druid, and his trusty frog pals, 
Mango and Junior. <laughs> and Checkers is having a absolutely wonderful time today because <laughs> he has found what the party was looking for. The untethered hiding in the forest. Yeah. And is graciously bringing the untethered to the rest of the party. Yes. So, you know, I don't see how that could have any problems whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. He did the thing. Yeah. And that's right. what he's supposed to do. And I've accomplished wow. the goal. Greatest hero. What are you what are you looking at me for? Like why <laughs> why y'all have that look on your face? So to be honest, they're probably not looking at you at this point. <laughs> they your attention may be elsewhere. <laughs> yes. Very fair. But hopefully not too distracted by the screaming in the background is Hello everyone. My name is Steve. And I am playing Sylvesterlin, the dragonborn monk, who's, um, well, the United Federation starship Sylvesterlin currently has a <laughs> hull integrity of about 34%. <laughs> um, he, he can't take too many more hits, so he's going to probably do some evasive maneuvers. But uh, yeah, that's about where we stand. Um, <laughs> so again, passing it to my left. Hi, it's me. DM Nathan again. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back to my side of the table. Guys, you know, sometimes these intros are nice and chill. We get to kind of ease in, and haven't we already had so much fun here tonight? But there's, as alluded to, some pressing issues <laughs> to be taken care of. But, you know, let's set the stage still just a little bit. You guys are in the middle of a forest several hours from anywhere that you know to be safe or familiar, really. And you have just faced down some sort of strange smoke monster. It had some rather pointed remarks for some of you. Uh, probably would have had pointed remarks for everyone, but a certain frog was off by his own lonesome self, jumping yeah, was, and running. There was and some criticism. I there think. was some <laughs> criticism and some... Oh, I don't know, some very hyper-specific secret backstory information <laughs> that there is no goddamn reason why a monster would have any fucking clue about <laughs> for at least two of the three present individuals. But you had to put that aside for a few moments as this creature tried to attack you, and you're not exactly sure what it wanted to do with you, but it felt like it could do something, even though what it was trying really to get after was the member of the bones that you had brought with you, the fortunate. And as it was trying desperately to catch up to this undead centurion, you told them to run, just get back to Agmar, do not look back, do not come back. Because whatever this creature is, untethered two of its fellow members, or three, actually, one of whom made its way back to the city. You successfully stopped it, you protected your guide, the fortunate, and managed to take down this creature even as it was trying to stoke all of that fury and anger in all of you. As this thing disappeared, it said something cryptic about a war that had begun. Oh, boy, glad the stressful part of our day is over. Oh, wait. <laughs> Checkers has lured... <laughs> The untethered member of the bones, your classic wild undead creature, just screaming and trying to rip apart any living flesh that it can get its hands and or spear on. Back to the party. And isn't that great? And that is where we will pick up right this very second. What I will do is ask everyone to take a moment 
and describe their characters, what they look like, how they're presenting themselves, how they are reacting to the defeat of this strange creature and the arrival of, well, two strange creatures, but one very dangerous and the other being checkers. (laughs) Uh, Val, as she has dispatched this creature, even though it tried to take her greatest strength Mm -hmm. away from her, she had the confidence within herself to say, I am not defined by that and used her intelligence-based magic to kill it. She is still feeling like that adrenaline pumping through her as she has an 18 strength right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, she's slowly feeling that shift back into Mm -hmm. her calm confidence that comes from her, from her wisdom. She's feeling that shift back, but that's happening as this horrible monstrosity is coming towards her. And she is slightly regretting that strength leaving her right now. Yep, She's fair. like, that felt good. <laughs> Would be really um, handy right this yeah, second. But also, like, my spells will do better now. This will be okay. <laughs> spells are good, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what she's feeling as she turns towards this horrible creature. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kaskrin is actually on the opposite side of that spectrum <laughs> a little bit, having had his strength drained and his wisdom massively increased. <laughs> He has uh, been kneeling after watching his party mates take down this smoke creature. And there are a lot of thoughts racing through his head as he's feeling his strength return. In his increased wisdom, he's thinking a lot about what the smoke creature said. He called him a coward. And, Mm. you know, it's really resonating with him. But he doesn't have much time to ponder as Checkers suddenly jumps in and is like, hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. Just hi. let you know, uh, we're in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kaskrin wants to take a break and reflect and cannot do that because. So what the party is seeing is a very gleeful Checkers just riding on top of Mango. And Mango is lightly just crackling with electricity as, <laughs> as the stack of frogs just shoots through the forest, jumping between branches finally landing to like a skidding halt in the clearing where everyone is. And it's just like, guys, I've got a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, you can hear the bellowing, the screaming of this untethered creature as it gets ever closer to the party. And Checkers just has like this big wide smile on his face because this is exactly what he wants to be doing. It's just like, <laughs> this like, is what I signed up for. Right, just jumping around, fleeing for his life from an unstoppable <laughs> undead creature, just like having a blast. I have a question, and I don't know if it's best if you answer it, Jonathan, uh-huh. or if the group answers it. What percentage of the time uh-huh. when Checkers comes up to anyone and says, good news, <laughs> I have a new friend, how many times is that a deadly creature? <laughs> uh, I will say for Val, Checkers has never walked up calmly with a fair. new friend. That's true. That's fair. He has always <laughs> been sprinting for his life. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Checkers could have done that to Cass. Like, I don't know. Right, he, she knows Cass a lot longer. Yeah. That's true. But he's never like, look at this calm, tiny snail that I have yeah. in my hands, my yeah. new friend. Right. Yeah. Cass, the, the moment you said that, just like his stomach drops. <laughs> and it's just like a conditioned response. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I have a new friend. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> so, um, Selv, I guess, is a little bit worse for wear. He has been 
caught in some kind of area effect fire blast a couple of times. <laughs> so his he's a little bit singed. You can see like there's the uh, kind of like the dark marks uh, on him. And then when when he sees checkers, his kind of initial response is, oh, good, you're fine, you're okay. And then <laughs> uh, and then when checkers kind of lands and uh, delivers his, hey, guys, good news, I brought a friend. Um, <laughs> you see uh, Selv just kind of, his shoulders kind of go down just a little bit. <laughs> and, and you just hear, oh. <laughs> And then he kind of picks up on the the screaming from the the untethered yeah. <laughs> that is headed in our direction. And I almost imagine so che- uh, Checkers and Mango were coming down from the trees. Yeah, did they have to hop like you know any length of time on the ground to get to us, or is it just immediately from the trees? Yeah, down? I'm imagining like a they probably started descending before they got here. So he would probably be jumping like maybe from ten feet up into just the middle of the group and yeah. comes to a I was thinking of like an action an action yeah. skid. Yeah, in front of all yeah, of you guys, exactly. Basically. So um, he's not coming from like thirty feet up. Yeah. So I I imagine he actually Mangoes and Checker are actually positioned. Almost directly in front of Selv, all the others are there. So, like, like blocking Selv's view from whatever is that b- behind yeah. Checkers yeah. and headed this direction. And so, kind of his initial response is like, oh, "Yay, you're, you're you're here, you're alive, you're great, that's fantastic." And then he hears that <laughs> and just kind of tilts yep. over to the side just a little bit to see this angry-looking undead creature headed in in our direction, sprinting yeah. at yeah. inhuman speeds. Yeah. Oh, God, it's like those terrible mummies from The Mummy. Yes, very much so. So as Selv said, what you guys know, Checkers, what you have been sprinting from and Uh jumping from, and what you guys all know you were here to help, to find, to destroy, is a member of the Bones, an undead ancient order of shock troopers, basically, used by the Pentarchy. This creature is totally clad in heavy armor. And you saw it, it had a spear in its hand, still has a short sword, but at the moment is just trying to use its gauntleted fists to pummel and or rip apart the frog creature in front of him. How we are going to do this is it is kind of a modified skills challenge. I don't remember if we've, have we done a full skill challenge? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So for those who don't know, A skills challenge is a fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons mechanic. Basically, it is a way to go around, use your skills to kind of tell a story, hit a DC, you pass, you fail, things happen, yada, yada, yada. But for this one instead, how I think we should do it is kind of treat a skill challenge, but it is a scene. This isn't really a round. This is not combat. It is more of a, hey, what is your kind of first reaction it can be something that takes several seconds it can be something that even takes like a minute if it makes sense but just kind of an amorphous someone shouts out hey you do this i'm gonna do this someone else chimes in i'm gonna do this and you just all converge as like a perfect unit Mm -hmm. hopefully Mm -hmm. and we will then use skills to determine not just if it succeeded or failed but how well it succeeded or failed so how do you guys want to do this So what Checkers would like to do as soon as he comes to the screeching halt in front of everyone is I would actually like to set a trap for the untethered when Mm -hmm. it finally gets here. So the way that I'm thinking about doing this is actually using the spell Spike Growth Mm -hmm. and just setting it up in an area because if the creature hasn't seen it when I cast it, it is a camouflaged area. 
So trying to lure the untethered into this space where we can kind of better incapacitate it or make it difficult for it to move around it. Okay, got it. So mm-hmm. so I'm hearing like you kind of trying to, and we'll do a full recap once we've all chimed in. Mm-hmm. But so I'm hearing like maybe you're sneaking around a tree or you're getting a nice angle where like mm-hmm. it can't see you casting mm-hmm. and hopefully is covered enough to go from mm-hmm. there. Cool. I would actually like to add to that a little bit because mm-hmm. based on the way Kaskrin has seen these creatures move, like they are fast and yes. ferocious. And so I imagine this creature, when it gets to us, it's going to launch headfirst into the first thing that it sees. Absolutely. In order to absorb the brunt of that impact, I'd actually like to ready mold earth before it gets to us to form this kind of like earthen barrier to just absorb the blow mm-hmm. and, and kind of trap it in the spike growth. Okay. And to buy checkers just a couple more seconds, Val will use thaumaturgy to get its attention so that Mm -hmm. it will follow her and she can steer it where it needs to go. Okay. Val will be bait. (laughs) Swole Val. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly, <laughs> deflating, yeah. slowly deflating, Val. but maybe enough for this. This man, first now I want buff Val character art. <laughs> Muscle you Val, it. you heard it, guys. The call has gone out. So this is probably not going to work because just based on what we have seen with the fortunate, we know that these creatures are incredibly strong. But Selv is going to prepare Gust which one of the things it can do is one medium or smaller creature that you choose must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed up to five feet away from you. And I am going to position myself so that if I push it and if it is successful, it goes into the area that Checkers has designated as the uh, trap. Okay, so here's what I'm hearing is perhaps a stealth roll Uh from a checkers to make sure he gets in the right spot and again open to interpretations cool. a survival a whatever love it um, and we'll get a bonus to doing that because you're using a spell cool. to do it um, and using resources mm-hmm. for mold earth is that a spell as well it is okay cool I'm hearing like what I'm picturing is like a reaction time yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing of like roll to nail it because it's not quite that like snappy six second combat thing. It is like you're waiting and you're holding and yeah. you are springing at the exact right action. Right. So maybe something along the like a skill along those lines. Then for the gust, I'm seeing two different options for you. First, another stealth roll to make sure you are out of the way so this thing runs past you so that you're able to get the right angle on it. Or I will let you roll the strength saving throw of this creature, and you will try to get low on it as your roll for this contribution. And that's up to you. And then for Thaumaturgy, did you have a skill in mind, or is this like a performance thing? It could also be a reaction time thing. It could be, I'll even take a, like an Arcana roll to see if you can like get it in the right spot at the right time, or even some sort of like a religion check to be like, what would capture this thing's imagination so much Mm -hmm. that it would just charge forward? And any of that, I think, or variation therein. I think arcana or religion, because Mm -hmm. this thaumaturgy is really just trying to grab its attention, and its attention is on a juicy frog boy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I I have to make a really loud and attractive noise (laughs) to uh, distract it. Okay, awesome. So what I'm going to say 
is that because you are spending resources, I think I will just give you one degree of success better. Nice. So it is a scale of zero successes to four successes. And so now your floor is one. (laughs) And a max of four. So, everyone, roll me a skill check, please. There's a, oh no, we're all shaking. It was a heads. roller coaster of reactions. <laughs> oh, no. Should have, should have gone with the save. <laughs> That'll be an eight for Val. Okay, that's a fail. Checkers is an eight for stealth as well. Oh no, that's two failures. Kaskrin has an eleven for insight to try to gauge when this creature's launching, but oof, that's also a failure. Sylv is hiding with a seven. <laughs> oh no! One success, guys. Yeah, go us. Thank oh. you, Nathan. Oh no! Oh, one, let's go. Best, yeah, best em. laid plans, everybody. Guys, it was best not a high DC. I thought this was a nice, just like cool. This oh, was a good, yeah, pl- nice warm up. Uh, okay, so what happens? So that is one. That is one success. So that is <laughs> that is a failure, um, but not a catastrophic failure, but is a failure and a complication so what happens checkers Mm -hmm. darts behind the tree and starts casting and is able to set up this little area and selv is there trying to time the gust and get it just at the right angle val is also right at the second to just when you think like we need to make sure that it keeps getting momentum forward Kaskarin steps forward to make sure that he is the target and make sure that like all the force is coming there and instead of being distracted by the sound instead of being pushed past Kaskarin or it off balance into the well laid trap what happens is that this creature shoulder checks Kaskarin with the force of a gust and all of its momentum, and they both go toppling into Checkers's spell, and they are both restrained now. So one thing, so Spike Growth will actually do 2d4 points of damage mm. per space moved through it. So I'm imagining if the Untethered is just like shoulder-checking Kaskarin into the Spike Growth, both of them are going to find themselves just... And I, I also want to say, so... The spike growth, once it's visible, looks like a big field of white coral. Ooh, so I it, love that. So it's like, it's all dead coral, but it's just breaking off and shattering as the untethered and cascrain are just charging into it. Oh, and I'm even imagining, because if you did it unseen, uh-huh. I'm even imagining like it almost being like camouflage, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then like once you break into it, it's yeah. like, oh, that's coral. That's yeah. not, <laughs> yeah, you can, I love that. You can hear the like scratching and shattering of the, the coral breaking. And I imagine too, like Kaskrin has not like created this earthen barrier at the right angle. So the creature just almost like skips off of it and topples straight into Kaskrin. Good call. Hitting him at like an odd angle. And now they're both just like tumbling backwards into this field of coral. Yeah, perfect. So I'm going to say with only one success, (laughs) not only does that happen, you will definitely take, I'm going to say 3d4 of damage. Okay. So I'm going to do 3d4. Oof. <gasps> That's oh. so much. That's so many damages. <laughs> that is 10 points of damage. Oh, no. As oh, the two no. creatures careen into the dead coral. <laughs> okay. You guys find yourselves, and you are now, like, not only are you in it, and you get, like, dragged several feet by the momentum of this thing. Yep. You guys both tumble down, and this thing is on top of you. And it has not gotten its bearings yet, but you know, oh, shit, 
It is absolutely about to start to try and rip me apart. Yep. And that realization comes across as we move into a much more complicated scene, too, <laughs> <laughs> than I was anticipating. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength and diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the mid-roll. If you're looking for the hottest frog memes around, join the Reckless Attack community on Discord. You can find a link to it in the show notes of our latest episodes or on our website, recklessattack.com. Want to support the show? Tell a friend or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash recklessattack, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback show as well as our new Reckless Snacks series, where we eat snacks, hang out, and just talk about whatever's on our mind. Thanks so much for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So, you guys have all tried to do your things. It hasn't gone super great. There's a Kaskarin in the middle of a field of semi-invisible coral, just rolling around like it's broken glass. <laughs> and we will do another scene. So, this is what is happening. This you... is where we get to save Kaskarin, right? Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here's hoping the dice rolls are on your side, bud. Um, God, can't believe everyone failed. <laughs> That's nuts. So, now the goal of scene two... Goal of scene one, set up a trap. Get yourselves in a good position. Goal of scene two, rescue Kaskarin. <laughs> uh, Please and, help. And potentially, obviously, get yourselves into a good position to... to In the immortal words of Talos and Jeffy, oh no, it's again. <laughs> <laughs> so again, at minimum, you know you need to get Cass the heck out of there or the equivalent mm -hmm. you cannot just let Kaskarin <laughs> and this thing roll around in coral <laughs> it will not go well specifically for Kaskarin <laughs> yeah. and again if part of doing that also puts you in a good position for trying to finally capture it and put the shackles on it which by the way who has I think Kaskarin has those I right? have the shackles yes so what do you all want to do with that information real quick just to describe it again for me is the untethered on top of Cass? Yes, they are on the ground. And Kaskarin is on the floor of the forest. And the untethered is physically on top of him. 
Val, in a panic, casts Sanctuary on Kaskrin. Seems good. Selv will yell to Checkers and by proxy Mango uh-huh. and just say, knock him off of Cass. And then can Selv approach through the same path that they went through so as not to take the damage from the... I do not believe so, since it is a spell. <laughs> okay. Because it just um, stays up, right? Like I, I could, seeing how catastrophically poor it went, <laughs> I could just drop concentration on it. I generally feel like the best option might be to just try and get Casquin out there, even if it uh, lightly injures him in the process. <laughs> but So Selv yells that to, to Mango, uh-huh. and then he reaches into his backpack and pulls out the immovable rod. Yes. Oh. Nice. So... I am going to basically prepare myself, but if Mango is able to knock the untethered off of Cass, Selva's going to get ready to basically slam the immovable rod down on him, click the button, and then get the heck out of there. All right, you got it. And Kaskrin's going to, you know, he, like, by reflex, by instinct, is just trying to keep this creature away from him, and in doing so, is going to try to put it in a better position for Mango to come in. Okay. So the way I'm imagining this, too, is I'm thinking instead of trying to, like, physically knock this creature off of Kaskrin, I may try to use Thorn Whip to either drag the Untethered off of Kaskrin or drag Kaskrin out from underneath the Untethered. I think Kaskrin's easier to hit. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm feeling. So, okay, here's, here's, a, sol- here's a potential solution. You yell out to checkers, uh-huh. hey, you know, try to try to get Cass out of there, whatever. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. Do, checkers. Do something. And then either Checkers says something to Kaskrin or Kaskrin hears it and knows that he needs to do something right the fuck now. Yep. And I'm imagining you could try and like position him in a way, like you said, yeah. to make that easier and almost like roll a little bit while Val takes that moment of like just opening because right now like you you almost can't see Kaskrin mm-hmm. I'm imagining because there's so much like coral and undead yeah. that like you are waiting for that moment where he either gets lifted up or moved or whatever for you to see. So what I'm imagining will actually happen is you guys know in the Thor movie where Thor and Loki are doing that get help scene. Yes. I'm imagining <laughs> that Kaskrin and Checkers have a history together. Of course they do. And they've probably done some level of, like, working together. Yeah. So when Kaskrin hears Checkers yell out, Hey, Cass, it's breakfast time! (laughs) Kaskrin just subconsciously uh, kind of stops fighting this creature and puts all of his his arms, his legs down on the ground as flat as he can like a pancake uh, in preparation of what's going to happen next. I would like to highlight that this shows an immense amount of trust in checkers. <laughs> Correct. Uh-huh. And I don't want that like glossed over yes. at all. hundred <laughs> um, percent. And and so I'm a, okay. So, and there's two ways for you to, but I'm imagining you handling this, David. So you are underneath it. Checkers does not have a clean shot. No, yeah. Period. Yep. So what I'm imagining is an athletic check of some sort to like get that moment of like line of sight and then pushing yourself off or any other interpretation, but checkers cannot shoot you. Yeah. 
Okay, I will say, like, as Kaskrin has been, like, wrestling with this creature, it has always been in that sort of practice movement yeah. where he knows he has to, like, make himself available for anything else to happen. Like, he has to make sure that someone can see him, that someone can, yes. he, he can't do anything himself. So he's always positioning cool. the bone in a way to make that opening. Mm-hmm. And then I will also say he is, he's hardening the stone via stone ages on his arms and legs to protect himself as much as he can. Because as good of an idea as breakfast time is, (laughs) he is not putting all of his eggs into that one basket. Well, even even if it does work, you're going to get shot with a thorny uh, fishing hook and be dragged through several layers of dead corals. So, like, it's not going to help either way. (laughs) Yeah, it's still going to suck. Um, I am imagining the Jurassic Park scene where the T-Rex gets his face into the car is what yeah. is happening to Cass uh, yes. right now. That is, he is trying to hold up that pex. That is glass. exceptionally true. Is like it is overwhelming the amount of violence that is inches away from Cascarin's face and about to do some true harm. But luckily, he has friends. So, what does everyone does anyone anyone have a skill that they believe applies? Val I think she would use perception because Cass is so hard to see yep. under the bones and she is, needs line of sight. Yeah, that was my going to be my suggestion. So agreed. My preference would be for some kind of attack roll, actually, because I'm imagining Checker is having to aim this properly. But I would also take like a dexterity check of some kind. I am fine with an attack roll. I'll probably up the DC just a touch, sure. but that is absolutely fine with me. Kaskrin is going to use athletics to yep. try to save himself. Is going to channel the teachings of Saint Thixius yep. <laughs> to find his opening. Yep. This is this is a move that he has practiced before. <laughs> this kind of like on the ground grappling escape. Yeah. So I'm imagining probably some kind of attack roll to hit with the rod and activate it. Or acrobatics um, to like a- a- acrobatics jump in was there. yeah acrobatics uh, was the other yeah, one. Yeah, because there are a couple feet in. So like. An acrobatics to get there seems reasonable. Some sort of other check to maybe time it right so that you are able to strike at that exact moment. Insight or perception for the timing of it? Yep, that would work 100%. Okay. We'll do insight just because it's it's different than what Sophie's okay. doing. Uh, are you dropping the coral? I am not going to drop the coral because okay. the assumption is that the untethered is going to stay there, but I would like to use inspiration for this. All right. So to recap, reset the plan. Kaskrin is going to try to push the untethered off of him just to get that tiny bit of line of sight for Val to cast Sanctuary on him and to make sure, essentially, that this creature cannot just pull him back down with, we'll call it an opportunity attack, whatever, and for Checkers to thorn whip him up out of safety or into safety, Mm -hmm. hopefully. (laughs) And then in that moment, Selv is waiting. He is watching. He is reading the battlefield and he's going to try and charge in and a movable rod the creature down in that split second. Give me a roll. (laughs) I needed that inspiration. (laughs) I was going to say. 21 for Val. 23 for Checkers. 16 for Kaskarin. Natural 20. Yeah! Yeah. Well, especially because you guys spent a spell and rolled so well, everybody succeeded. Yes. We did it. So, the plan goes off flawlessly. (laughs) Kaskrin crunches himself down, a la a breakfast pancake. You're able to slip in, get him out, and suddenly Kaskrin is lifted several feet into the air. Unfortunately, Steve, you will take some damage 
getting into this area. Uh-huh. Roll 2d4, please, Jonathan. Five points of damage. Okay. Uh, that's not good for Selv. Kaskarin is I like like a bungee cord yeah. lifted up a couple feet in the air. Uh, are you in a tree? I'm imagining like up in a tree. So I was actually kind of thinking of dragging him across the coral, like out, oh, of, no. out of the way. <laughs> yep. So here's my two, my two thoughts. One, you're above him mm-hmm. and you are just giving him that brief respite and he will come crashing down and try to pin it finally. And if you keep the spell up uh-huh. and self takes the damage, he will get advantage trying to get the shackles onto this creature. But self will take the damage. Yeah. But if you drop the spell, which is totally reasonable, you can drag him however you want, and everything is reset, and no one takes damage. I want it to be as easy as possible to wrangle this thing, so even if we have to take a few hits along the way, I think it's better for us. So I'm keeping the spike growth up and also just pulling Kaskrin horizontally through the coral, so he's going to be taking some points of damage I'll say you can take the same five points of damage as as he did. Yeah, but I will be pulled ten feet away, like out from underneath this creature. Yeah. Okay. Into relative safety. Mm -hmm. Scene three. It is restrained in a lot of ways, so I'm going to say it is both. You will get advantage on trying to do whatever to this creature, and the DC will be a little bit lower. So you guys are in a very good spot. How would you like to proceed? And this doesn't even necessarily need to be seen. How would you like to proceed? I would also like to ask, what does the bones look like right now? Because it is restrained in a couple of different ways, right? Like, how is the rod positioned? So Cass had been pulled out from underneath this thing. So I'm imagining the the member of the bones is kind of splayed out on the ground uh, on his stomach. And... What I'm going to do is come up, take out the immovable rod, and I'm going to try to find a spot in their armor where I can get the rod through and into the ground. Uh, Then once I do that, I'm going to click the button so it becomes uh, immovable. And just for the listeners out there who are keen-eared and deeply invested in the deepest of deep D&D lores, we are changing our a movable rod just a little bit where essentially one of the ends has to be attached to or perpendicular to a surface. So it can't just be, you know, kind of the normal movable rod. You can just put it at any point in in three-dimensional space. In midair, yeah. And it can be midair, whatever. For ours, we require it to be attached to something. So my plan to get out then was essentially to step on its back, get a running start, and leap (laughs) over the coral. Out of the way, way, yeah. There's always breakfast time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't Ooh. have enough hit points for breakfast time. Uh, he also uh, takes thorn whip damage. Ah, I do. Please, <laughs> please roll bad. Six. Ah. <laughs> I mean, frog die for the win. Frog it. die yeah. is yeah. doing yeah. very well. Yeah. Frog die are killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> specifically, yeah. specifically Cass. I do have a question. Absolutely. If... A creature is restrained, but a magical effect says if it cannot move, the creature must use the dodge action. How does that work? Basically, I'm thinking about turning it, so it has Mm. to spend its actions trying to move away from me, but it can't move. Correct. So it would use the dodge and not be able to attack. But I don't know if that makes it supernaturally harder to put shackles on. I'm basically trying to make sure like, when anyone gets up close to it, it can't try to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think your read on it is that 100% it would not... I mean, two things. You have Sanctuary on Kaskrin, mm-hmm. so it's harder to attack him. But if you were to 
turn it and it were to fail its save, it would absolutely not attack anyone. Yeah. And it would try, it would both use its action to try and like break out and get away and would be using all of that it can do to try and move. So okay. no attacks. I shall use my channel divinity to turn undead. Okay. What does your channel divinity look like, actually? Give me time to think. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, okay. I've not cool. used this one before. No. Okay, cool. As Kaskrin's being dragged through this coral, you know, he recovers. He's got Sanctuary cast on him. It's a better time, but it's not great. <laughs> better than it was previously, yeah. which is all we can hope for. So I actually, in order to get back, I have to drink my potion of healing or I'm just going to die walking through the coral. Uh, <laughs> but I will also, Kaskrin will pull out the, the shackles and get ready to just, like, jump in. So what I'm actually imagining is Mango would actually leap down from the trees next to you so that you could mount him and he could jump you back in Ooh, yeah. in, a much, Ooh. in a much better position. Ooh. Okay, cool. Hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So Castron's looking in pretty bad shape. Like, he is not able to get through the spike growth again by himself. And so what happens? So as you're, like, recovering and trying to brush yourself off, getting the shackles ready, a determined-looking mango jumps down <laughs> from the trees next to you, readies himself, and you just see checkers up in the trees just like, yeah, go get him. And Kaskrin hops onto Mango, uh, just like a knight upon his <laughs> trusty steed, ready to charge into battle. His, his medium-sized yeah. steed. Yeah. His very <laughs> ill-sized for him steed. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he like puts one leg over, and, and Mango just like squishes yeah. down. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, like, and like both your feet are still touching yeah. the ground around it. Mango can only do the one jump. That's yeah. all he has the strength for. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit about whether... He can carry that much weight. I don't. I give no shits. This is all I care about. This is the fiction that I choose to believe. And so Kashkin readies the manacles for when Mango makes his fateful jump. <laughs> okay, great. So, Sophie, for the sake of having this all come together, why don't you just roll a d20? Okay. And that will be its saving throw against Channel Divinity, right? Because it is a saving throw to yes. not be turned. Mm -hmm. So that will be your dice roll. So okay. roll low. Selv, I will have you probably do maybe an athletics check to jump out of the way. And then do we have Mango make a check? So I was potentially thinking animal handling. Okay, that was like, the other idea I had. To so. like encourage Mango to give it his all. I, I am extremely, extremely here for that. <laughs> I so. would like to double animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> to just everyone is all animal handling, telling Mango he's a very good boy. Well, he's a good boy, <laughs> good boy. And then we will just, how about we resolve your three, uh -huh. and then we will have Kaskarin roll the final athletics. Yeah. Seems like a reasonable opposed skill check. If it even has to roll. If it saves, I will even rule that it cannot fight back and you will just have to make a simple athletics roll to time it right basically cool um so let's have the non-cascarins give me a roll Selv with an athletics roll of 17 Ooh. nice uh please describe as you fucking parkour out of there I feel like so, that's a deep squat yep. jump out of there. <laughs> well, so uh, actually, Selv is kind of like jammed the, the movable oh, rod so cool. and clicked the button. And then he um, he kind of like twirls and, and stands on this thing's back and shoulders. And since the, oh, the immovable rod is only on like 
one side of it. Uh-huh. It lurches up and kind of like its shoulder, <laughs> its other shoulder lifts up just as Selv springs off of it and clears the area for the spike growth, and then kind of like does like diving roll and kind of like rolls and like roll ends up on uh, yeah tuck and roll ends up on his feet and like spins around and almost reflexively gets into a defensive stance like there's no way this worked it's coming after me kind of, <laughs> kind of thing and then and then just kind of and then realizes that it's still down there and then it kind of like breathes like a it's like oh. Oh, and, but I'm imagining this like slow motion jump and you see this like gauntleted fist reach out and try to grab Selv as he jumps away and then Mango holding yeah <laughs> Holding Kaskarin. Mango is a very squished frog <laughs> yes, right now, is. but he just very uncomfortable. steadies himself. And with the strong encouragement of yep. checkers, he is able to make that one fateful jump to take Kaskarin, the bloodied Kaskarin, into the spike growth right next to the fallen untethered. And Kaskarin, as he holds the gauntlets above his head, ready to, to smash them down into this creature, feels a wave of energy crash like i don't even know what that would feel like as a living creature but it's it feels bad (laughs) for the the untethered i think for Cass, it wouldn't feel bad because it is vitality and life itself pushing this creature back and away from bal so Cass, you feel this like not warmth necessarily but the the strength that was sapped from you early, you kind of feel like a dose of it rush through you in this light blue light and almost like you see a vague chalice kind of form and it actually wraps itself uh, around the creature. So the creature's kind of in like the cup of a chalice and you see it like reflexively drop into the ground. And Kaskrin yells at the bones, We're getting you home, soldier! Just hold on! And he pushes the manacles around this creature's arms, binding them together. You hope. Roll me athletics with advantage, please. And it is not rolling against because of the channel divinity. Roll okay on one of these dice. That is a 19. Please describe to me what happens as you successfully do this thing, David. So as the manacles lock around this creature, you can see the glyphs come to life on each side of the manacles. And there's a almost like subconscious weight from where this creature's arms are. It's trying to struggle, but between the immovable rod and now its arms being bound, Mm -hmm. it's unable to move anywhere. This creature has been like screaming Mm -hmm. in fury this whole time but these screams are turning more towards desperation uh, as it realizes that it it just can't get out. Mm -hmm. And over the next couple of minutes or so, as we collect ourselves, a kind of almost resignation comes over. Is that a thing that we can do? Yeah, so what happens with with these manacles is exactly that. So it is struggling, and it takes a bit for the magic, for the energy or whatever to take hold. And slowly, it starts to calm down is not a good word for it. Resigned is maybe there's a tinge of that, but almost it becomes neutral over the course of a couple minutes. It no longer fights, but it is just laying there. Still active, clearly, 
but it is no longer screaming. It is no longer struggling and appears to be, again, the only appropriate word is neutral. Well, that wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) As Kaskrin gingerly gets off Mango trying to... Mango just like yeah. stays flat. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just too much weight all at once. Stays you know? compressed. Yeah, he's yeah. like a like a memory foam mattress that yeah. just been squished too much. It takes a like, couple minutes. Slowly reinflating. Val would like to do a quick check to see if there are any signs of another bones. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone can give me a perception check if they'd like, or whoever would like to. Guidance. What I'm imagining is checkers would actually look for tracks of another bones in the area and maybe just see one if there are tracks but two how quickly it was moving okay so that would take a little bit longer than the perception which is totally fine but so the perception is like the snap are we in danger and the tracks would be like okay i'm gonna go off here away from the battle and and figure stuff out so okay no (laughs) no (laughs) silva's a nine on the perception check maybe if it's screaming and can headed right for us i'll see it (laughs) Uh, 17. Ooh. So the immediate information that you guys get of like, as you are waiting, as this thing is calming down, is calming down and is kind of turning into nothing, essentially. Some of you are on hyper alert being like, okay, is there anything else we have to make sure, like we cannot afford (laughs) being snuck up on by one of these creatures. And you wait for however many heartbeats it takes and you feel, Kaskrin especially, you feel that Whatever you're feeling and hearing and experiencing is relatively normal forest activity. Self will move to at least look at the staff that the creature had dropped, because you said it was still there, right, Mm -hmm. when it faded, Uh, and just uh, take a quick look at it and uh, just say, can any of you tell me if this is uh, still magical or not? I can spend 10 minutes to ritually cast Detect Magic. That might be be worthwhile as we're kind of getting ready to figure out what to do next agreed so you all have successfully corralled this creature it is slowly but surely we will say calming down you know that your best shot at being protected the fortunate is long gone you know that there is maybe another member of the Bones out here. And you know you need to not be in these woods before nightfall. And that's not even remembering that waiting for you inside the walls of Agmar is another potential attack by the Mothman. But that will all be for next week. Thank you for playing, everybody. And thank you for listening. See you next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye.